0: I'm Richard Van der Berg, and I'm Duncan Macleod. This is Talk Central, episode 190. Yes, that is 190 for the weekend starting 8 September 2017. Only 10 to go. Only 10.
1: Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central,
0: real technology journalism. On Talk Central this week, HMD's Nokia
1: flagship. Also this week, the iPhone 8, Liquid Telecom's fibre expansion, and Showmax to merge with DSTV. It's Friday, and that means it's time to talk tech. Welcome to the show. How's it, Rechard? How's it, Duncan? Very good, thanks. Before we get to all that news, let's do our quiz. Do you want to start with the first question?
0: Certainly. The first question in this week's quiz. Apple will announce the next iPhone on Tuesday. Where is this event taking place? HMD has launched a flagship Nokia-branded Android smartphone. We're going to be talking about that in a moment. What is it called? Alviva Holdings, formerly Pinnacle Holdings, announced two acquisitions this week. Name one of them. And fourth
1: question, which mobile operator's shares tumbled this week after its parent announced it was selling a chunk of them to facilitate the JSE's requirement of a 20% free
0: float? And the final question in this week's quiz, SpaceX this week brought up the 13th launch of its Falcon 9 rocket. Why? That's our quiz. As always, we'll get to the answers
1: at the end of the show. Uh, So we're doing some great podcasts lately, Um, Rachat, the Tech Central podcast series. Uh, Had a great uh, interview this week with Michael Yordan, the former FMB CEO and now CEO of Montegre Capital, Mm -hmm. which is a venture capital investment firm. Uh, We chatted about uh, his uh, investments uh, and, you know, the the various investments he's made in the South African tech startup space. Uh, We also chatted about, uh, we chatted a bit about wine farming uh, because he owns a wine farm in uh, Stellenbosch. And we talked about crypto money and Mm. uh, the impact that's going to have blockchain and all the rest of it It's a fascinating discussion Uh, go have a listen to that if you've missed it yeah and we've got some great podcasts coming up as well um some more on on crypto and and blockchain some really really interesting discussions coming up some interesting people we're going to be interviewing on that on that front and a couple of startups as well so uh, if you don't really subscribe uh, in your favorite podcatcher to the tech central podcast Go grab it. Just search for Tech Central in you uh, know whichever podcast reader really you use. And remember, there's no need to listen to any other podcasts. <laughs> well, we won't go that far. <laughs> there are some know. great podcasts out there. Uh, so, news: Nokia has announced a new, or their first. Well, actually, let me start again. HMD Global, which is yes. the company that now has the global exclusive license to manufacture smartphones using the Nokia name, hmm. so it's not. The old Nokia, it's HMD Global manufacturing firms using Nokia, although it's still got exactly the same Nokia logo on on, on the devices, yep. has released its first flagship Android device. Uh, and it's um, pretty impressive. It's called the Nokia 8. And this is the first time we've got a high end Android smartphone from Nokia. Now, it could be argued that they should have done this many years ago instead of going down the Windows phone path, which turned into a oh, bit yes. disaster. Mm. Uh, and uh, you've just had a
0: brief exquisite, at Rechart. Yes, um, I had an intimate session with it, and it is beautiful. I mean, it's a, it's a Nokia-quality phone, mm. but kind of in a Samsung iPhone era. It's a weird combination, but I love it. <laughs> it's very nice. I like it
1: a lot. It's got a 2K screen, so, and that's more than enough. I think yeah. some of these manufacturers yeah. gone a bit crazy with the 4K screens, which is really over the top,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, it's got a uh, 3,100 milliamp thereabouts battery, Uh, It's got a Qualcomm 835 processor in it, so it's the highest-end Qualcomm processor, the same chip that's found in the Samsung Galaxy S8 and other high-end smartphones. Nice, yes. It's the first Qualcomm 835-powered phone in the market, though, that's retailing for less than 10,000 Rand. It's coming in at about 9,400. That's going to be a
0: lucrative buy when the new iPhone comes out. (laughs) At twenty odd thousand <laughs> yes,
1: RAM. well, we'll talk about that just now. <laughs> Sixty-four gigabyte storage, nice. Uh, four, that's good. Four gigs of RAM. It's running uh, Android seven point one point one, and they say that Oreo is coming soon. Oh, now, of course, this phone—the biggest selling point, arguably, of this phone—is that it's running native Android,
0: vanilla Android, which is massive. in my opinion. There's massive. no
1: there's no skin on this. It's just it, this is what you get basically if you bought a Google Pixel phone. Mm. And I like, I really like native Android, I must say. It's um, it's clean. It's, it's a fast, fresh, clean experience. It's snappy. Yeah. The battery life on this is incredible. And I don't know if that's to do with anything Nokia's done or whether the, whether the skins that the other manufacturers put on their phones has an impact on battery life. But the battery life on this is it's quite a bit, remarkable. I think it's a bit
0: of both. Do you, I mean, was this hardware for this phone developed, I mean, to obviously... I guess, take our native Android as they push it out without any modification. Is, is this almost like a a reference design? They work with Google in developing it, uh, and their manufacturer is Foxconn.
1: I, I think it's using fairly standard off-the-shelf components. It's um, It's got a Carl Zeiss Optics um, yeah. camera or well, two lenses on the back. I mean, that's
0: right. like stuff that generic Android would have mm. drivers for, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, so I've been using this pretty intensively since about 8 o'clock this morning, and uh, it's, it's still on 64%, and it's now three o'clock in the afternoon that's good so that's that's pretty good battery
0: life that's i've really been listening good. to
1: podcasts driving around it's
0: um i'm very intrigued to be honest with you i mean the fact that it's Nokia is one thing i mean there's value in that brand for me as an old nokia user mm. but for the first time in a very long time i'm going and not even samsung did this for me but i'm going that is a very interesting option for me mm. i like that i like the idea of what they're trying to do there
1: at the price point it's 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 very compelling I mean, if you consider the the Galaxy S eight is about five thousand Rand more than this. Yeah, it's very it's a very compelling offering. But what I like most about it is the fact that you're going to get the latest updates. First of all, Nokia or yes. HMD Global have said they'll push out the security updates every month. So every month you're going to get an update, and they've also said that uh, that you know very soon after the latest Android releases come out they'll push those down as well. So Android, of course, Oreo 8.0 was announced not very long ago, yeah, yeah, just weeks ago, I and think. Gonna get it. And I point. would expect yeah. this to arrive on. They haven't given a specific date for Oreo arriving on this device, but I would not be surprised if it comes with the next month's updates in, in
0: October. Did Nokia say this was obviously a deliberate move on their part to ensure, I guess, they have an offering that not many other guys can do in the industry now. Nobody really has vanilla Android anymore. Is
1: I I'm sure you can do it. Pixel and... Pixel's got it. Uh, I can't think of too many other devices that have it. No, no big manufacturers do it. They try and differentiate their offerings through the skins they put on these devices. Uh, I suppose if everyone was doing it, then uh, all the phones would be almost identical. But it's kind of unique, even though they haven't done any work on it, just by the fact that everything else out there
0: has got mm. its own skin on it. So don't take for granted people are brand loyal and people do like different variations of hardware. They don't all have to be... Number one, you know, we don't have to be an iPhone. Mm. I think giving me an option as the end user to have the best possible Google experience because I trust Google's developers more than I trust any other phone manufacturers, mm. you know, and and that is very compelling. Maybe it's a, maybe it's kind of a techie viewpoint of it. I think this will certainly appeal to the tech savvy audience, uh, and I presume this this phone
1: because it's so uh, standard is 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 very much rootable and and. You can really play with it mm. down the line. I like to do that with old phones. That you know, it's been. I've moved on to a new phone. The thing's sitting in the drawer is like, Oh, well, let me hold this out." Are there any updates available? Oh no, uh, no updates. Android updates available. Okay, let's root it and let's put uh, the latest Android on and you can do that with some you know some manufacturers make it quite difficult to do that Um, but I've rooted so many phones over the years it's become almost second nature it's an old phone I'm going to root it and
0: put a custom ROM on it but with a phone like this you almost don't need to unless you want something that is going to give you that's going to give you a custom functionality Mm. but I wouldn't I would I mean I would love running a vanilla version of that to know that uh, you know, I can still put on any skin I want on there if I really want to go a little bit exotic. But it's, yeah. that, it's that vanilla experience. You know, if we think of the PC day where everybody had weird grey boxes, what really differentiated, well, the software was all the same, windows were all the same, but everybody differentiated with their boxes. They, you know, mm-hmm. some people modified their cases, but it's all the same software.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to take it off uh, silent for a minute. Why don't you give me a call? Um, okay. And uh, you must hear this. I hope there's not too much uh, cellular interference on the microphone, but... Uh, Just to prove that this is a Nokia. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. All right, about to call. Sorry
0: for the dead air. Eventually. It's going. It's calling. Oh, that's fantastic.
1: Now, that's a sound you don't hear around too too often these days. (laughs) That's awesome. So it's got that aspect as well. I suppose you can always put the Nokia ringtone on any phone, but uh, why would you? It has to be a Nokia. <laughs> uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, when it, uh, out the box, it's every everything, every uh, device, that, every app that sends you a notification, it makes a sound like the uh, the SMS sound that oh. you get on the old Nokia's, which oh, yeah. is really you just annoying. Need to change the. Sorry, so I, I, cha- I changed that. Yeah, um, but out the box, it's been annoying, and we know people don't
0: change that which is Mm, why um you still hear that samsung wolf whistle around town yes yes a lot (laughs) of people just keep it same with the iphones i guess yeah the other thing you didn't mention i think on there that i really like is the iphone port the the headphone (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) iphone port (laughs) the one that the iphone don't have anymore it's on the top there yeah Oh, headphone jack yeah 3.5 usb type c uh
1: it's got two cameras at the back Ice optics both 13 megapixel um i haven't played with it yet but it's got something to do with
0: It'll give you the color depth. I feel I'm sure they it would does have that functionality. One of them is
1: black and white; one's color. Yeah, so uh, it, it also
0: gives you better depth in your images. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: that's. And it also has a 13 megapixel front-facing camera. So three oh, wow. 13 megapixel cameras in this device. That's impressive. And one of the selling points of this—I hate the term—but one of the selling points of this is that it takes, takes something called bothies. <laughs> No. <laughs> as opposed to cells. No. <laughs> so you can use both ca- both you cannot cameras. Cannot at, any of that. You can use the front-facing and rear-facing cameras at the same time uh, to take a bothy uh, of what you're seeing and of yourself at the same time. Um, you can also, through the camera app directly, st- live stream video
0: to YouTube and
1: Facebook Live. Oh, that's awesome, Yeah uh simultaneously i presume through both cameras although i haven't tested that well i was just
0: going to say with both if you can activate both cameras at the same time there must be 360 functionality in there or at least an app because it won't be perfect but you'll mm. you're just stitching two yeah. images right And these these lenses are quite wide yes so they've
1: they've clearly put a lot of work into this. It's a nice design as well. The back is a bit slippery so I'd want to put a cover on this quite quickly. Mm. But it's thin enough that you can put a cover and not really lose any... Yes, thickness. it's very thin. It's very thin. Remarkably thin actually. Mm. Uh, and the camera doesn't really stick out. It's, 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 it's ever so slightly. Maybe one... one one tenth of one millimeter, yeah, yeah, um, not noticeable, unlike on some phones where the camera really bulges out. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Color-wise, I mean, that's a bluish back. There. Do they? Is it? Is that going to be multiple. one color? No, a they've got okay. they've got a ra- range of colors. They have like a dark grey or matte black. Uh, mm. That could be good. I know there's a goldish colored one as well. No, I want a goldish. I want a gold phone. phone. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm, a, I'm a fan of the darker colors, yeah. the grayer yeah, colors. So you wouldn't go for the iPhone red. No, no, I'm not really mm. a red. Yeah. But I do like your headphones that you're sporting there, bright red Yes, I was in such a hurry to, uh, <laughs> to, to get into the studio today that
1: um, I forgot half the gear Including the pop filters, by the way So sorry about all the popping during this interview Or during this uh, podcast today um, And also forgot my headphones So I'm wearing a pair of cheap and nasty, <laughs> <laughs> cheap, and nasty. <laughs> cheap and nasty
0: Chinese headphones They look as good as they feel
1: <laughs> Bright red uh, But great phone I, uh, I think this is one of the contenders for best smartphone of the year it's really nice
0: yeah, like I said it's it, it takes a lot to entice me on the Android side and I think yeah that's the one mm. I would be very keen to upgrade to that yeah, yeah. and I haven't even played with it I just, I just looked at the I, I mean just looking at what it feels like uh, that operating system yeah mm. so
1: no, it's question. snappy and so fast and the fingerprint
0: reader is, is one of the fastest I've seen uh, to
1: unlock it's instant wow yeah that is yeah. quick yeah that is very quick and it's built into the, into the front of the device on a, on a physical home button. In the front, yeah. I've, I've been using the Samsung uh, S8 for a
0: couple of months now, and I, it's muscle memory, but I, I
1: keep like, where's the fingerprint reader on the back? <laughs> I, mean, and I, yeah,
0: I yeah. actually like the fingerprint reader on the back. I've never had it, so for me, my my instinct is yeah. the front middle.
1: I suppose it's, it's instinct at the end of the day, but I find I have to move my hand around to get my thumb onto
0: the it's definitely more awkward than the back frame back back uh, actually
1: makes sense and next to the camera makes
0: sense i think it does change dynamics inside the phone i mean uh, everything needs to be moved around yeah Mm.
1: Yeah. but uh nice phone certainly a contender and i'd love to hear the battery life ongoing would be interesting Mm. yeah well we'll have a proper i'll write up a proper review of this in the in the coming weeks but so, so far, so good. The battery is um, is very good. One of the best I've seen on a smartphone, and it's only a three thousand odd milliamp hour battery in here.
0: Memory can't be expanded, can it? Yes, it's got an SD card. Oh, the SD card, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's 64 gig, which is
1: a lot of which is space. Built in, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you can expand. I'm not sure how you can ex- I mean, much you can expand it by, but uh, I'm
0: sure it's at least 128 gigs. Yeah, you can get go up to 256. I'm sure most of these new chipsets yeah. would handle it. Yeah. Now, the reason I ask you is I just reached my, my, my phone for the first time in years, it's telling me storage full, and I've got a 128 gigabyte. Oh, wow. So I've got. Well, some the
1: rumor is the new iPhone 8 is going to come in a 512 gigabyte version. Oh, that sounds delicious. It'll yes. cost about as much as your house, but. Uh, that's going to be the 30,000 rand iPhone option, probably. <laughs> probably. But yeah. well, let's talk about that iPhone because there is a rather important announcement happening on Tuesday in the evening, our time, uh, happening, at, happening at Apple's new headquarters in Cupertino, I think it is. I think that's in Cupertino. Mm. And we are expecting not just a new iPhone,
0: but also a new Apple Watch. Do you have an Apple Watch? No. no. Never took a liking to the things. Oh prefer my tech old school
1: so the rumor is that the Apple Watch 3 is going to come in an LTE version so this will be the cool, first time cool. you're able to use it without having to pair it with an iPhone I can see the value in that yes um, I suspect as the first version with cellular built into it the battery life is going to be shocking I can only imagine a device that small Maybe unless
0: they know cellular. how to power down when it's hot in use and uh, they're know, gonna have to use some pretty fancy tricks and software yeah. I can really see a massive benefit, and this. they obviously thought about this. A lot of parents are going to buy this for their kids. This means you'll be able to track them very easily, <laughs> not 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 for anything malicious, but yeah. I mean, it's a very very useful function. I don't know if you mm. use Find My Friends or if you've had used Find My Friends on iPhone, but it's handy. It's a really yes. handy feature. I use uh, Find My Phone on my Garmin watch because I can <laughs> <Press
1: the button>. <laughs> Nice. Nice. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Apple Watch. It'd be interesting to see what what they bring to the Apple Watch. Um, I'm still I still feel no desire to buy one. But then I don't wear a watch normally, so I'm not even yeah. in that market. I never. You know. I didn't used to, but since I started wearing a GPS sports watch, I wear it all the time now because it tracks your your heart rate. Yeah, that's Tracks your feature. heart rate. It
0: yeah. Tracks your steps. I've always things. found when I type on a keyboard, especially because I'm on a Mac, you know, I don't like it scratching on. So oh, right. I find myself taking my watch off the whole time, and I just okay. Don't put it on again.
1: Yeah, I suppose you've got a clock on your computer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so Apple Watch, of course, we're going to see an update to iOS. That happens every year at this time. Uh, yes. This year, it's going to be iPad friendly. It's going to be a major I'm update for iPads. To I'm looking forward to it's going to too. make the iPad a much more uh, productivity-orientated device. It's, uh, it's getting a lot more sort of Mac OS-like features. Including a task bar or whatever they call it on Mac, what a dock! It's getting a dock dock. um, and uh, other multitasking capabilities. So maybe it'll be more useful as a as a work device rather than just a media consumption device, which is what I use mine for. We might see an update on the HomePod.
0: Mm, Yeah, possibly. I mean, they announced that when earlier this year. We don't really have one. Doesn't really entice. It's intriguing, but yeah, um, yeah, I want to see this thing. Yeah, bring it to South Africa. Yeah.
1: I'm sure it'll come here. I mean, they bring all their other products mm. here. Uh, I suppose it's just the local integration work they need to do. Uh, but we, I, I suspect we're going to hear something about the launch date of the HomePod now. Um, yeah. Probably
0: before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: maybe. I'd still rather have an Alexa, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I think so too.
1: Uh, of course, there's going to be an update to macOS. Uh, MacOS, OS, uh, the desktop PC operating system called Hi Sierra. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one as well. Um, I haven't really looked at what's coming in it. Is there anything, anything um, mind blowing?
0: No, yeah, I can't really tell you now, but uh, I've heard some really good things in terms of just performance issues. Okay. Uh, obviously visual tweaks are always really interesting. Um, they always do that, don't they?
1: They have a big feature update and then they have a
0: performance update. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is the performance update. Yeah, that's it.
1: So less features, more tuning.
0: Yeah, indeed. I'm quickly calling up a, a list for you if you just quickly want to if you want to see what uh, they are. Um, sure. Do you usually use a Mac at all? I don't. About any Apple products, I currently use is an iPod. Oh, sorry, iPad. Okay. So this was a big thing that I remember hearing about uh, new file system HFS Plus, oh, that's right. um, which obviously is going to have the the the, the performance improvement that you'd mm. want to see with uh, you know changing the entire. Uh, architecture of the operating system at least uh so yeah that's gonna be interesting they're also moving that to iOS so it's gonna be a universal file system across right, right. both. Um Safari obviously is better videos. They're obviously working with the codecs. H the the new H if you are into the video side of things, H is replacing or well, it's the new standard mm. that uh, replaces H two six four will work mm. in concurrent um codecs as as H two six four. Which, I, which is one of the things if you export video a lot, um, it really shrinks your video quality. So 4K video, you know, you don't want a three uh, a three gig 4K video. You want 700 meg 4K video. And then the, f- the, the new codec I found, the 265, has really worked well. So the integration into the operating yeah. system will be fantastic. The
1: compression on ht two six five is very good. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I've seen improvement in the videos mm-hmm. that we've been exporting using mm-hmm. Adobe tools, so. Okay. So those are the biggies? Yeah, those are the biggies. I mean, they've got some um, graphics performance uh, with Metal, um, which is uh, yeah the graphics engine um, that you see display. So maybe we'll see better games coming too as well uh, to the Mac OS, which okay. will be great. But of course, the, the big announcement on Tuesday is the next
1: iPhone. And yeah. there haven't been any real leaks, have there? I mean, we know a lot
0: about what it's going to
1: probably be, but uh, we haven't seen a photo of it yet. I've seen
0: mm. m- mock-up renders, one of uh, They're all renders, they're all... Uh, well, I've um, seen, sorry, renders, physical renders, 3D print, printed. Okay. There's uh YouTuber, MKBHD, one of the guys I love to follow. He actually has uh, a few sent to him. Somebody gets whatever information they have online from case manufacturers, and right. they actually then use that specification and mock up a wooden or metallic block. Okay. Trying to get as close to the real thing as possible, and... Uh, the the rend or the, the physical renders he had was quite interesting. I mean, it's obviously what you'd expect. Mm. Um, edge to edge. Edge to edge, beautiful. I mean, s- similar design, but just obviously more enhanced. Um, and seeing the cameras at the back, yeah. of those two cameras.
1: Oh, of course, two cameras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, OLED screen on the high end one. We don't know the sizes yet, uh, do or do we? No, I haven't seen anything. Yeah. But but I would imagine it would be. S-
0: uh, you know, the uh, same as what we're seeing th- now. The rumor
1: is three phones. Uh, the uh, successor to the 7 and the 7N and the S, and then this 10th year anniversary iPhone, that's uh, going to be much more expensive. The yeah. rumor starting price of around 1000 US.
0: Might be the one that's gold, full
1: gold, <laughs> like they've done before. I don't think that'll be a $1,000, <laughs> 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 like 10000 Um But, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. The cell phone industry, the smartphone industry is not... not You know, the stuff's not revolutionary anymore. It's just iterative improvements over time. Look,
0: it's still speculative over the AR, VR integration. I mean, there's Mm. been a lot of rumors about them taking this to the next level and really integrating it as a consumer. AR, are they talking about? about Viable AR. I don't know. Are you going to use AR? Is it something that's... Well, I don't know. I'm yet to, I'm yet to yet see, to see real practical applications like how would I, But I would imagine... Yet to see a dinosaur walking like, across
1: my coffee table, I don't know. I think the appeal of that, would—I'd the, the, you know, I'd lose interest quite quickly.
0: No, for sure, mm. for sure. Look, it would be interesting to see how they would integrate something like that. Would they be developing applications? Would they enhance current phone functionality? Or is it something that various... Uh, Social media application developers or any app developers come mm. came on board early and produced a range of software for it. Yeah, and
1: I'm sure they'll be announcing. Uh, they be, I'm sure they've been working with third-party app developers, and they'll they'll tout some of those on stage on Tuesday. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's called AR Kit, isn't it? AR Kit. AR Kit, it. Kit. Yeah. It. Uh, so uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll really be up to the third-party developers that can come up with cool stuff for it. Mm.
0: Um, but also, no, all exactly.
1: the all the all the tech giants are working on this stuff as well.
0: So I'm just quickly showing you the like the physical renders that has been made. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's kind of in line with what the, stuff the speculation seen. is talking yeah. about yeah, with a screen that curves around the top around the um, Yes, around the now
0: earpiece. what is interesting if you look at the front side I mean there are sensors, I don't think all of those are cameras, it definitely seems to be sensors, so whether uh, whether those are augmented reality sensors or sensors that are aiding that type of thing is mm. still speculative but I would imagine they would come yeah. to the party with something
1: yeah. I wonder if they're going to
0: announce an Android version
1: <laughs> just kidding what, yeah. what if
0: what if they say you can now dual boot your phone boot camp <laughs> Boot <or> camp. iOS But <laughs> never do it <laughs> they never do it <laughs> we've met Look, w- just, Windows s- Windows Phone Edition somewhere a parallel universe is spinning off right from this moment where that would be possible
1: indeed indeed somewhere in the universe a- an Apple devices run Windows Phone <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, we, on the, we in the universe where it doesn't happen yeah <laughs>
1: So, yeah, what else can we say about the event on Tuesday? I think that's about it. Apart from the fact that it's going to be held at this new super-duper spaceship campus. Underground campus s- event. The Steve Jobs Theater. Mm. And, um, it looks looks pretty amazing.
0: Fascinating living building, yeah. yeah uh,
1: suggestion that the chairs that they uh, put in, the 1000 you know, th- seat auditorium, the speculation is the chairs that went in there cost something like $8,000 each. <laughs> what? That's ridiculous. <laughs> the campus itself cost $5 billion. Billion. Well, they need to B. put their money somewhere. Dollars to build. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, they're making so much. They don't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I'd love to get a tour of that,
0: uh, mm-hmm. of that campus at some point in the future. must be amazing to see. We're driving in with a Tesla, ideally. <laughs> yes. Let's, let's stop at the Tesla factory first, then go to the campus. And, uh, <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> let's do it. You do you know what they say about companies that
1: build flashy new headquarters, though? Very often they get into trouble after that. (laughs) They're focusing too much on the bling and not enough on anything.
0: I'm sure, but I'm sure they could pay top dollar to the right people to build that place for them, and they can just stand back and enjoy it. Yeah, Yeah. I'm sure.
1: I'm sure. Have you been to Apple's old current headquarters in the US? Uh, They so they're very. I've been. I've been there once uh, about three years ago. Uh, They're um, they're very. What's the word? Low-key. Low-key, yeah, that's yeah. the word, yeah. Uh, very low-key. You you kind of drive through the suburb, and the next thing you know, there's Apple. Uh,
0: I went to the Microsoft campus in Seattle many years ago, and that's the same thing. It's yeah. just it's beautiful ground. There's, apart from Microsoft signs everywhere, mm-hmm. but there's no massive branding or Google comp, complex type, you know, people running around in weird bikes and stuff, it was very like university like feel.
1: Yeah. And there's no security in high fences or anything. No, no. I mean, the Apple, you, you literally walk up to the front door, no problem. There's no security.
0: Well, that'll change with a new building, that's for sure. Yeah, no,
1: for sure. I mean, it's like, it looks a bit like Fort Knox, doesn't it? <laughs> um, but but the old campus, you just just walk up walk up to it, yeah, walk right yeah. past the offices. It's amazing. And if you have a key card, you can go into any building. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Mm. So that's the Apple
0: uh, announcement on Tuesday. Will you be watching live? Yes, me too. as always. But I'm still looking at that Nokia. That thing is interesting. (laughs) Uh, It's really made me... It's shining on the table here. It is, it is. Now I'm very impressed with it. I think um, it's, yeah, iPhone 8 is going to have to really impress me, although it probably will, but yeah, that's going to be a (laughs) much better way of spending my money, to be honest
1: with you. Twice the price, you have to sit back and say, "Mm, is that iPhone actually worth it?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Let's wait and see. Yes.
1: Yeah. If you're a fan of iOS, though, if you Look, prefer I don't iOS. Know that,
0: but, I mean, at which point do you draw the line? Yeah. At which point do you say, yeah, uh, 20,000 mm. Rand? I mean, unless I get it on a really good contract deal, definitely not going to be able to buy it cash. Yeah. That's just, mm. you know, who spends 20? I, w- I would rather buy a new MacBook, to be honest with you, yeah. for that price. Oh, that's Spend price some I more can. money getting yeah. a new MacBook.
1: Mm. Indeed. All right, we need to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Running a business keeps you on your toes. Wouldn't it be great if your internet connection could keep up? Introducing Business Class Fiber from Vox. It's super fast, reliable, and highly cost-effective. You get unlimited calls to all SA destinations, and it's scalable. So no matter the size of your business, you've still got room to grow. Get connected with Business Class Fiber from Vox and see what super fast internet really means. For more information, visit vox.co.za. Welcome back to the show. How's it, Rahat? How's it, Duncan? Good. Thanks. Had a great chat with uh, Willem Maree, who's head of business, newly appointed head of business development at Liquid Telecom, which used to be called Neotel. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, they really are ramping up their investments here in South Africa. They're expanding their data centers. Uh, They've announced they're going to be a cloud service partner for Microsoft. Uh, the rumor is that they are uh, one of the data center providers for the Azure data centers that are coming to South Africa, although the company won't confirm this. <laughs> Interesting. Um, it's Microsoft keeps the stuff top secret, but mm. there's so much talk in the market that, uh, that their Cape Town data center is gonna host one of the two Azure data centers, the other one being up here. Still don't know who the other Fantastic. one might be. Neither was a reason got fiber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. So uh, the talk is probably around by March next year, they're going to start provisioning it. Wow, okay. Uh, so it's coming soon. Uh, and then
0: OneDrive will be much more usable than it is today, much oh, yes. faster. But they need to update their, soft, their, their software interface as well.
1: Uh, yeah, well, with Windows, uh, well, if you're using Windows, um, the Creators, the creators, update, the creators update that's coming on the 17th of October is bringing much better integration between Windows and OneDrive nice yes, yes and uh, you, you no longer have to sync your your files i mean you don't at the moment but it's a bit clunky, mm, very um, clunky. Uh, dropbox it needs a lot of yeah, current yeah so in the full creators update which should be called the spring creators update in south africa <laughs> <laughs> uh, you go into um into your file explorer and your cloud files are shown there even though they're in the cloud um, okay, so, so if you want to use some, if you want to use something, just pull it down. Yeah,
0: nice, nice. That's cool. Yeah, that's th- with Dropbox. At the moment you have to unsync the stuff that you don't want, and mm-hmm. you don't see it unless you go to the web interface. Yes, that's
1: exactly how OneDrive works and Google mm-hmm. Drive. And I see Google Drive is no longer going to be developing PC apps and Mac apps, which is interesting PC and Mac
0: apps. PC and Mac. Oh, apps. so they're obviously going to the. They're probably going to build it into Chrome or something.
1: Oh, possibly, possibly. I've
0: Hangouts is already integrated To Chrome Very nicely yeah. You don't need to install The app separately It looks like a separate app But it's yes.
1: not Possibly oh, Chrome becoming more Like an operating system
0: So which do you use I mean we're digressing a bit But no, Google okay. Drive Dropbox Which is your I don't use Dropbox uh,
1: I've use, I use my, I still use Google Drive a lot I've got about hundred I've got 115 gigs Of storage on Google Drive Without paying for anything But that, that's because One of the phones I bought Some time ago with, uh, came with 300 free free yeah. gigs. So I'm using that, but I think it expires in the middle of next year. And after that, I'm probably going to have to stump up some cash. Well, you've got a fiber
0: download just to download everything if you need a backup.
1: I, I, may, I, may, I may actually just move across to OneDrive because mm-hmm. the Azure data center will be here by then. Uh, I get free one terabyte of storage on OneDrive thanks to my Office 365 subscription. Yeah, which is in a fantastic backup. That's a great deal. You're paying 1200 Rand a year. For a terabyte for office, and you're getting a free terabyte. Mm. Google Drive for a terabyte is
0: one five nine nine. That's yeah. all you're getting. And uh, what I'm getting with Dropbox, I think it's just over a hundred dollars, because I've got the ratback feature, which is the archive feature, which gives me unlimited revisions of all my files down back to the last year. Okay. Which is the best feature ever, and one of the reasons why I would find it hard to move away from Dropbox, because mm. I mean I can find files that have been deleted. So my team works on my Dropbox shared folders, um, so if anything deletes. Anybody deletes anything, mm. or any files get changed, I can revert, revert to any nice. revision, which is a big godsend. Yes. If you've ever worked on yes. any large files.
1: Okay. I mean, it's just, the short answer is I'm mainly using Google Drive because of the speed. Mm. Um, but once OneDrive is has the same offers the same performance, which will happen after the Azure data center comes in here. Yes. I'm, I'm yes. probably going to use OneDrive 95% of the time.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I hope they improve it. I might. I might look into that. But I do use Google Google. Do you Photos. have an Office 365 subscription? I do, I do. So yeah. I have one, I have taxes to, to all three. I mean, yeah. I, I pay for Google as well, so I don't actually know why I do currently pay for all three of them. <laughs> but I do use, like I said, Google Photos, um, I uh, back up all, all my photographs from my iPhone which I don't I must actually try with Dropbox but I don't think Dropbox does it as nice as Google Photos does because mm-hmm. everything just gets synced automatically um, and I'm talking about 5-6 years worth of photos on my iPhone mm-hmm. which is always handy to be able to get back to and have it backed up mm. um, but I don't use uh, OneDrive at all so it's Dropbox and Google yeah. Drive
1: of course, the photos. Google Photos it's free, unlimited backup if you don't save them at original resolution. But I do. I oh, do. You? I'm okay. a photographer. <laughs> okay. I can save the original. <laughs> I mean, the I mean, it backs up my photos at at uh, width of four thousand ninety six pixels, which is pretty. Which is pretty big. Yeah.
0: Pretty good. Yeah. No, no, I definitely wanted that extra. Just you know, keeps you the the stuff. F- yeah. Full original quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so,
1: oh, yeah, I'm talking about Liquid Telecom, We started talking about cloud services. So uh, they've announced that they're going to be expanding their terrestrial fiber network. Uh, they've already worked with uh, Vodacom and MTN and SAnral on, the, on a number of projects, including the fiber that runs between Durban and Mtonzini via Durban. Sorry, from Joburg to Mtonzini via Durban. That's the uh, cable route that connects to Seacom and Easy and SAFE undersea cables. They've also run two cables down to Bloemfontein, one via Kimberley and I think one along mm. the N1 and then an onward route down to to Cape Town. And then on their own they've built quite a lot of fiber as well in the northern provinces in the northwest with spurs up to so through Rustenburg, Mahikeng, up into Botswana. Wow. They've just completed a leg yeah. from Gauteng to Zimbabwe through Messina and they've also built a route from Polokwane through uh, Zanin and then down to Nelsprate and then up to Ermelo. And now they're going to build the next leg which is from Ermelo down to Ladysmith. And then from Lady Smith onto the cable that connects with Joburg to Durban and Vanzini. Talk about going for the outlying areas. I mean that's yeah. fantastic. Well this is national fiber, so it's hooking up all these little towns. Yeah, yeah. All, I mean it's kind of yes. And some not just a little towns, some town along, along the route. Along those routes. And you know, this is the first time we're seeing this sort of infrastructure being built. I mean Dark Fiber Africa has done some of it as well, of course. Uh, but uh, you know, this national sort of scale and these remote provinces and stuff. Uh, it's, it's the first time anyone other than Telcom has deployed uh, yes. fiber along some of these routes, uh, so it's providing much-needed competition, and of course that Telcom infrastructure, is some of it's also quite old, some of it's run aerially, the, the, these guys mm. are, are trenching all this fiber, uh, they work with Sanrail, so they just follow the national routes all over the country. Oh, well, that's,
0: yeah, that's, mm. clever. that's mm. clever. And Sanrail doesn't want poles next to their highways for obvious reasons. For sure, for sure. But tr- we know trenching is much mm. better. In indeed, indeed. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm fascinated, and I'm still fascinated by the fact that uh, my mom's home, the town where my mom stays, Uteneg, old Uteneg in the Eastern Cape, has got fiber. I mean, that I never would have Fiber to the home. Fiber to the home, yeah. Oh. Well, just Who's the provider? Salcombe. Okay. So Telcom, I think they had a big problem with copper theft in the areas, um, and they they were quick to convert. Okay. Part of Utenag at least. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a big hospital there and a few other things. Right. I think they just converted, and said, "Yeah, let's just get it in." Okay. It's fantastic. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's so much. There is so much deployment going on. I mean, we don't see it so much here in the northern suburbs of Joburg anymore because it's largely finished. Mm. Uh, but you talk to people in in Cape Town or even some of the smaller cities, and there's the, the activities moved there. <laughs> There's lots of trenching yeah, going on and yeah. fiber to the home okay. is being installed and the links are being, con- you know,
0: built between the cities. Mm, mm.
1: Uh, and it's all, I mean, all this infrastructure going in is just going to make our internet better.
0: It is, it is. Imagine, I mean, it, we often talk about this with great love, but it changes your life. Having a fiber connection changes everything yes. if, you're, if you're an internet connected person.
1: Yeah. It's that upload
0: speed that does it for me. Yeah. I mean,
1: I mean all the, just the ability to to watch four K video without buffering is just mm-hmm. amazing. But it's that upload. The, the fact that the DSL is so slow on the upload. It is. Yeah. It's painful. Yeah. It's it's so going from fiber to
0: sorry, going from DSL to fiber is like going from dial up to DSL. Oh yes. Oh yes. Similar yeah. sort of jump. Now your voice out into the internet or your, your pipe out needs to mm. be solid. Yes. Makes a big difference.
1: Yes. So Liquid Telecom making some interesting investments just post their uh, NearTel deal, mm. which of course they concluded not that long ago, I think it was back in February, and they're, uh, they're pumping money into this, into this economy, which is great news, yeah, especially given how this dire state of the South African economy, at least there's one sector where there's lots of investment happening. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The last story on the news agenda this week is something that really fascinates me. It's um, an announcement, it wasn't actually an announcement, it was uh, some internal communication, uh, which we got a copy of. Um, that's showing, that saying that uh, Showmax is going to be merged into NicePars' multi-choice. Of course, they're both owned by nicepass sure. Showmax was created, when was it, a year or, a year or two back? Two, two, about two years back now. And they were created separately to multi-choice and the talk then for that decision was that, well, we need to encourage a sort of creative destruction within the organization. Mm. If we put them inside multi-choice, they could get stifled and, you know, we want to uh, free them to uh, allow them to make decisions independently of multi-choice that would, might hurt multi-choice. But, yes. You know, so it made a lot of sense a sort of creative destruction within the organization. They've now decided that we're not going to do that anymore. Um, So they've obviously decided that it wasn't working for whatever reason. We don't know what the exact strategic reasons were for this decision. But Shermax is going to be folded into DSTV Online or DSTV Digital Media or whatever it's called, where the DSTV
0: Now product sits. Do you think they're just going to rebrand this to DSTV Online type thing and sell whatever bouquet they can that's not licensed for uh, the satellite service only? I mean, we've already, to their DSTV package.
1: I, I, I imagine a lot of this is to do with cost cutting. Uh, maybe LastPass believes that the costs have just run away at ShowMax. I don't know. I'm speculating. Um, I mean, it's obviously expensive to run a, a big separate company like oh. that with its own overheads and all that oh. sort of thing. So by moving it in house, they can certainly do away with a lot of the overheads. Um, you know, they, they can have a shared, shared resources, shared HR, shared That usually
0: dilutes the. The, the sharpness of the mm. company too.
1: Yeah, so now that it's part of DSTV and re- going to be reporting into the same people, uh, one wonders whether, you know, you know, if there was that creative destruction going on or that, that, that element of Chomax being independent and being allowed to compete, is going to go away or whether it never really existed because they were part of the same company anyway. And ultimately they did have the same
0: boss in the form of
1: NASPAS CEO, Bob Van Dyke.
0: Yeah. I mean, what's interesting though, um, one of the quotes in the article um, say that, you know, they bring the two together to create a new digital division, which makes me think that it's going to be a stronger DSTV play. Because obviously Showmax has got the expertise and they've got the infrastructure and they've got, because mm. Showmax is a good service. and I really like that service. Mm. But DSTV needs to, what, what is their next big play? It's also online. And I don't think they would be able to compete directly with Showmax, why would they?
1: Yeah, I mean, they've got DSTV Now, which I use quite a lot actually. But well, um, I'm not a DSTV subscriber, so I okay. don't have access to it, which... No. Well, of course, DSTV Now, they should make available as a
0: standalone product. But they would compete with Showmax, won't it? Does
1: it matter? I mean, it's, different pro- it's a different product offering. Uh, Showmax doesn't have live sports, for example. Um, True you know uh, you know I think but what if it did DSTV's got much more current content Mm. yeah what if it did Um, I mean, Showmax is more of a video on demand thing. It's not really a live TV thing. No, you're TV right. Is. Is. DSTV now is more of a live TV
0: product, although it's got the catch-up element to it. But I've never thought the DSTV platform, the DSTV online, when I used it many years ago, and could have changed. you know, let me know. But it never, it was never as strong. It was always a lame attempt at an, a Netflix-style service. Showmax got it right. catch-up, like you mean? Catch-up. You know, yeah, DSTV cat- not, not the PVR stuff, but the stuff you get online. It was always an okay website. No, it's, it's improved a lot. It's improved a lot.
1: It's uh, if you go into Devious DSTV now and and select the well i'll show it to you after the podcast i got it here on my computer mm-hmm. you go into the catch-up uh, component of that rather than the live tv component and it, it looks good it's it looks like a netflix type interface so you it's, can actually tune into
0: live tv as well
1: you can watch every cha- just about every channel on dstv premium now yeah. wow okay yeah. yeah that's much better than i thought it was yeah no they've improved the product a lot it's not all of its hd yet they've just started to introduce hd yeah. on some of the channels uh, I think it's been more pitched as a away from home watch on the mobile type of solution, and mm. I think they've started to realise that people, hey, people are actually watching this on their big screen TVs at home because, like, you know, like me, I'm too lazy to pick up the remote and press mm. the yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly switch across to the decoder because, um, you know, I'm and, and, and actually I want to watch two things at once. I'm kind of keeping an eye on the news and I want to picture and picture you know, it. And I use it a lot of my, uh, at my desk. Um, you know, I've got three monitors on my desk. Sometimes I just throw DSTV Now onto the You third. mean the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is a big monitor you've
1: got on your desk. Yeah, it is. Um, so I, I throw uh, DSTV Now it's if I want to watch Parliament, the Parliamentary Channel, for example, although I don't think that's on DSTV Now. I usually fire that up on YouTube. Yes. But if I want to watch ENCA or mm. CNN or something, uh, I'll, I'll pop it onto my third monitor and it'll be playing there, streaming, while I carry on working. And I think a lot of people use it for that. Uh, and, I, and I watch yes, it in the lounge yes. as well because I've got a computer connected to my TV. So uh, let's see, what, browse through, see what's on DSTV. You I don't might, need your PBR anymore. You don't need autocoder. You don't. You throw up the rugby on on a half the screen. On the other half of the screen, you could be reading the news. Mm. Mm.
0: Man, I wish they would open the sports channel. You know how difficult it is for me to watch? I mean, I need to go to a pub and drink beer to be able to watch. <laughs> oh, the what
1: a tough life. Look, it is tough.
0: <laughs> Someone but, you know, to It's do a do lonely this. life too, you know. My <laughs> wife doesn't want to drink, so I have to go like, oh. It'd be nice to be able to do it at home, <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, please yeah. DSTV do that. Yeah. yeah, it'd
1: be fantastic to have an unbundled SuperSport mm. only on streaming. Oh yeah, so oh, you yeah. subscribe just to SuperSport. Exactly. I mean, well, people will pay money yeah, for that. They'll pay probably three hundred rand a month for that, Yeah, not
0: Oh, I would even pay per view matches. I mean, I would pay what is the ticket price to attend the game, three hundred bucks for a Springbok game maybe. Easily. You know, I would pay. I wouldn't say I would pay 300 bucks, but I would play maybe 150, 200 bucks. I think that's a pay-per-view in America's kind of equivalent. I think it's yeah. 10, 10, 20, 30 dollars, if mm. 50 dollars in some of the big ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think a lot of people would go
1: for that. I think I think super a super sport only streaming option uh, would be very well received by people in f- fiber neighborhoods. Mm. Uh, I think a lot of people um, would subscribe to Super Sport online and Netflix, for example. Yeah. Netflix for the entertainment,
0: Yeah, for the sport. But isn't that what multi-choice is afraid of? Because you would you know, lose that other half of that, you'd lose the other 350 rand or 400 rand that makes up that normal subscription. Yeah, so that's gonna go to Netflix.
1: It's true, but I think they, you know, I think we're rapidly reaching a point where they need to start to say, you know, either we do this ourselves or someone does it to us. Yeah um yeah you know, they've they're very protective of that premium revenue um they, they won't dis- they won't unbundle super sport for example and offer mm. it to other providers i think it's an it's almost like a it's like an old telecom type of mentality and i think they're going to be forced to change i think that the, the through just through competition and the, mm. you know the mm. way the market's changing i think that at, at some point, they're going to, and, and I think they should do it sooner rather than later, so that they do it rather than someone else. But no, start to think about how you can package your products differently, um, make make things available in the way that consumers want them, rather than exactly. making them away and exactly. making them away, available in, in packages that suit your bottom line. Make them available in in clever ways that may in fact boost your bottom line at the mm. end of the day because people say, hey, uh, you know, it's all I actually wanted was a super sport thing and I'm going to pay 350 bucks a month for it, which may actually be more than uh, it's, you know, they might be able to charge a premium o- over its value in the in the bigger bouquet in terms of the content that's being provided and the cost of that content that's being provided. Mm. Mm. I mean, I'm not an expert on these things and I'm sure that um, multi-choice is you know, I'm sure Good their management has thought this through every which way, and they think about this every day. Uh, but I do think that they, uh, you know, just as an as, a, as an interested consumer who watches the space quite closely, I do think that they may be missing a trick if they don't, if they wait for
0: the market to move rather than moving before the market forces yes, them to. Yes, yes. Look, I will, and, and by example of what you're trying to say, I would I would give them a freebie, and this is an idea that I wish they would implement. The way that you adapt to your customer, and I was talking about pay-per-view earlier, but the kind of sports that I watch, you know, is kind of seasonal stuff, like springbok rugby. Mm-hmm. Give me a season season pass. I pay X amount of money. I w- I'm able to exit each of the games over the period of time. It, it's almost like a pay-before-you-enjoy-the-game pay type of thing. You know, you can do that with Olympics. You can do that with cricket. You can do that with anything. So now you're really catering to the guy at the end of the day who wants... Just to consume that sport, you know, mm. make it make it available for me. Otherwise, I'm going to f- try and find it elsewhere. And you are still not going to see my money. If mm. I go to a pub, you don't see any of my money. Um, you know, whether that pub pays for a license to broadcast, that is.
1: Well, they do. I <laughs> the think they play a premium license. Actually, there's a special business license Probably, for, yeah, for that content.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the pub owner is going to be paying multipliers a lot more than you do. Maybe, maybe. I mean, how, are we talking about thousands of rounds? I don't know. I don't, know, interesting. How, yeah, I don't know how much it costs, but there is definite premium. But I mean, I would pay season pass or even per game. And I think on demand is where everything is going. Mm. You know, and but Showmax has been doing a great job. They've got a lot of firsts. They've got a lot of good content. Mm. The interface is improving. I, I would see, know why DFT, I can imagine why DFT want Therapy.
1: I see. Shamax is getting Mr. Robot season three exclusively. Yeah, at that's first. A big one.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Just shows you the, I guess, the power mm. of of marketing. While we're on TV, by the way, have you all been watching Ozark? Yes, finished it. I loved it. That's oh, a brilliant show. We're yeah.
1: about two-thirds of the way through, through season one. I don't think there is a season two yet. No, no, no. Yeah. It isn't. It yeah. just
0: launched quite recently on Netflix. Yeah, it did. It did. I'm terrible show. like that. As soon as something new comes out, and Netflix has been fantastic recently. Yeah, South African really Netflix, shows. by the way. I don't even, I can't access the U.S. one anymore, but it feels like we've got all of this stuff. No, it's great. half yeah. fingertips. Yeah.
1: Yeah. it up. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's and c- catching up. I see House of Cards season four has landed. Um, I've, I still need to watch that whole thing. I've only watched the first three episodes of season one and I've been meaning to watch it. Oh, no, that's fantastic. Yeah. I still want to catch up on Game of Thrones. I'm season three three what?
0: seasons behind on Game of Thrones. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what happens at the end. Please yeah, don't okay. turn off the microphone, okay? <laughs> <laughs> don't switch off this podcast. <laughs> it gets better. Griffin is not about to do that. <laughs> Spoiler about, alert. Otherwise,
1: I'm about to kill him. Uh, <laughs> Look, let's just keep it in the family, okay? That's <laughs> all I'm saying.
0: But Ozark is fantastic. It's, yeah. It reminds me a bit of Breaking Bad, actually. And I like, the, I like the concept of these series that Netflix is really investing the time. It's, it's bingeable, it's a good mm. sessionable program. Mm. You know, you can watch a few or you can watch all of them. The pace is, you, the pace is usually good. Mm. Um, and they've got really good actors in them. Yeah. Is it Jason Bateman in this one, is it? I actually haven't checked. From Arrested Development, it? I think it's him. Yeah. I'd be, not sure. Not sure but but the, it's a great show, it's a great show. great, absolutely great. And uh, what else have you been watching? Anything interesting? Um, yeah, Game of Thrones has been big. I've kind of been enjoying Ballers as well. Don't laugh at me. Ballers is The Rock. It's is a, is a, a football player become a football player, become um, financial advisor to some of these American football players. It's it's a bit of a guys' program, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I'm a big fan of The Rock. I find his humor quite interesting, and I always laugh at his his stuff. Um, so yeah, that's been quite quite a nice one to watch. But yeah, Game of Thrones definitely Ozark. Um, and there was one more. Uh, Drew Drew Barrymore did one called Santa Clara's Diet. Santa Clara oh, Diet.
1: I watched the first episode
0: and I thought, oh, this is gross, and I stopped London. watching. Absolutely. It is it worth
1: persisting? Because it just seemed a bit...
0: bit like Look, it's soft. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's not everybody's taste, but you know, I'm a slapstick comedy kind of guy and I can appreciate where... Um, I, I can appreciate what they were trying to do with it. And I thought it was great. I thought it was... Nice Hollywood style zombie. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, have you been watching? Do you have Amazon Prime at all?
0: No, mm-hmm. I actually haven't signed up for that. You don't, need, you don't need a VPN for that, do you?
1: No, no, it's local as well. Just, oh, yeah. really,
0: I must actually look into that. Do they have anything? I mean, I don't know much of the exclusive. I mean, yeah,
1: they've got some nice shows on there, actually. I've um, been watching quite a lot of it. Uh, American Gods. So I've just finished that. Uh, oh, this, yes, season, I watched a
0: bit of it. It was a bit weird. That's, the season stopped suddenly. Um, yeah, I think they're coming back next year.
1: Yeah. Uh, but it was quite good. Oh, you know what's coming soon is um, on Netflix. Is that sci-fi uh, is season two of uh, Stranger Things?
0: Yes, Stranger Things. What an epic that
1: was! Contest program. Yeah, so well done. The soundtrack just was made you fantastic. remember back to your youth in the 1980s, right?
0: Yeah, the 80s music was it was something. Yeah, definitely. That is Yeah, that is, that is a great one. Um, I actually, actually just looking at my. Oh, uh, one that I watched recently was the new... Um, you know Netflix has been doing a lot of uh, comic book character style uh, programs. There is... Yes. Um, and now all of their names have completely escaped me.
1: Amazon's got one too now called The Tick, which I uh, yes. haven't watched. I'm not a huge fan of comic book uh, stuff.
0: Um, anyway, and they just did a so there's Luke Cage which is one of them um, anyway they did a collaboration where you have one of those uh, we have a lot of these Marvel characters you know all in the same program uh, um, yeah no I look I like what uh, what yeah, they're doing
1: that's some great stuff coming of course Narco Season 3 has landed as well oh yes
0: yes and I have already finished it. you finished it already good grief that was mm. quick it's fantastic it's yeah. fantastic no i, yeah, I mean yeah we can watch a few at night I don't sleep much okay. uh, when these things are up right um no, it's great escapism. It really I, was, I was
1: wondering wh- whether the show would go downhill after, the, after they killed off the. the oh, yes. Think, what was his name? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the main protagonist in the thing. <laughs> 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 the big drug dealer dude. Uh,
0: yeah, well, I can't, I think. It's of a Friday afternoon. Yes, it's a Friday yes, afternoon. It's been a, it's been a long day. Um, so, articles, so, so season, th-
1: season three is, uh, is good, is it?
0: Yes, yeah, t- what I like about it is they take the concept further, uh, Pablo Escobar, that's their name Pablo, yes um, But now that Pablo's out of the picture, the, obviously the next kingpin, I think it's El Chepi or something like yeah, that Yeah, the who uh, the, the
1: ones who, ro- who sort of um, emerged in the, in, the in the wake of, of uh, yeah. In so, the wake of Pablo's death, Gap
0: Yes, yes hmm. um, Oh, the Cali Cartel, sorry The Cali Cartel, that's right Cali And they, of course, were introduced in the second season Yes, yep. yes. So, I mean, there's a very nice... What they do really well... And there's been a lot of uh, movies around Pablo Escobar and Narcos. I mean, if you look at Netflix alone, there's a whole bunch of movies. You get, get quite confusing. Yeah. But what they've done very well with the Narcos range is... They got consistency in some of the characters. So, the main protagonists are the guys throughout. And like you said, you know, you have these cocktails going... They had the foresight to know that this is a Netflix series and they're going to be mm. shooting a couple of seasons... But let's tell the whole story. And now it's obviously the, the evolution. It's not just about Escobar, it's about the Colombian, Colombian yes. drug trade and right. the American politics around that. I mean, it's fascinating. This stuff really happened. Yes, it's
1: crazy. Look forward to watching that. I must make a start on it this week. I'm just having a look through the Netflix uh, originals here. They've just added so many shows that in the last few weeks even. Um, a show called Easy. I think they've like got a better call Saul on there now. Um, something yeah. called
0: Icarus. Yeah. Icarus uh, is also good. I really watch a lot of Netflix, don't I? This is, this is quite frightening. <laughs> it's becoming clear that you are a Netflix junkie. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they do have good stuff. Yeah. They do. I mean, yeah. we're talking about years of, I mean, once you've watched the old catalog, just catching up on new things are, are quite easy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they've got a very solid lineup these days. And, it's, and they change. It's nice to see how they change. There's always new stuff, you know. I'm always, yes. I do love the way that they lay out. When I open my Netflix browser and they show me the stuff that I like to watch. You know, they Mm. kind of just push the stuff to you. No, the personalization is very well done.
1: Very well done indeed. So that was uh, the Showmax DSTV merger and an extended discussion about TV shows. Yes. (laughs) And uh, your comments, welcome. Of course, info at techcentral.ca.ca. Have (laughs) you seen something cool that we have not mentioned on this podcast? Please let us know. Uh, Our uh, winner and losers this week, we don't actually have a winner, and our loser was obvious, Bell Pottinger, Losers. (laughs) Losers. <laughs> yeah, it
0: That's looks like they're sure. going out of business. Mm. Uh, Trying to also, sell it, I believe, but yeah, nobody's going to buy it. No one's
1: going to buy it. Well, the latest specular reports out this morning saying that uh, they had a couple of people sniffing around, but uh, they've walked away. So the company is in dire financial straits, all because of the work they did here in South Africa.
0: And it just shows the power of South Africans when they come together and the noise we can make. The power
1: of South Africans, the power of social media. Mm.
0: Mm. Now, if we can just sort out... Uh, the upper of government yes. will be fine. Let's redirect away from London now back to <laughs> Pretoria. <And laughs> let's not lose sight of what's really important. <laughs>
1: what's your pick this week, Rafa?
0: All right, so um, I've just shown you my new portable phone charger, and I've just passed it to you. Uh, I mean, not, not very portable. <laughs> not very portable. <laughs> so I've been playing with this thing called the Yeti 150 from a company called Goal Zero. Now, they make a variety of what we call them power sources and power adapters and solar panels and i mean it's a very nice range of outdoor rugged power um power sources that you can that i mean they they catering to the kind of guys that go on overland adventures and that kind of thing so the yeti 150 um is one of the products that i mean it's, it's essentially a uh, it's, I mean, it's a heavy battery in there. They worked on a lithium iron. It's going to be Is quite it lithium-ion or is it lead-acid? No. no, this is lead-acid. It's very heavy. It's lead-acid. They are working on a lithium iron version, but that's going to be quite a bit more pricey. I'm sure. Um... And I'm just quickly looking at the prices. This unit goes for 3,500 Rand, which isn't actually bad. Then you get the, I mean, these are all parts. So what's nice about the whole goal Zero Rand, it, it's, it's like Lego. You can yeah. mix and match certain things. So there's a solar, panel, a, a solar panel that you just unfold. Very nice quality. I really like the, it, it feels rugged and du- it durable. Do
1: you know how much that solar panel costs?
0: Um, I'm going to give you the pricing very soon. Um, so 3,500 for the battery. You can plug in your notebook. You can um, do a 12-volt cigarette adapter.
1: Yeah, um, this I'm plugging tried my ma- phone off it now. I mean, looking at the size of the thing, I'd imagine this could, you could charge your laptop 20, 30 times over with
0: this thing. Yes, definitely. So I haven't had a chance to, um, to really test the battery and, and, and kind of drain it um, Completely. But look, I mean, it's a a whole bunch of charges. And they do have these in various, so I mean, this is the 150, but they have small power bank-like units, which is the size of a brick that offers similar functionality. Mm -hmm. Obviously, all of these um, just range in… Is this the biggest one they do? Um, no, no, that's a 150, which is one of the smallest ones they do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, this thing weighs about six, seven kilograms, I'd, I'd guess. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just quickly looking up the 8150. Okay, like I said, it's about uh, three and a half. If I'm uh, the solar panels, range from about one eight for small size to about four thousand. I mean, okay, this is just for this one range. Um, I'm just trying to find uh, the one stat here for you on the Yeti. So what's, it's a 150-watt-hour battery that's in there. Um, oh. And you can obviously charge a variety of things. Um, yeah,
1: it's got a cigarette port, lighter port on the back. It's got yeah, sorry, I don't
0: have the actual stats for how long. But look, I mean, I'm mean, i going to give you some feedback on this. I am testing. I'm sure. doing a long-term test on this uh, now. I've only had it for two days. Um, and but it's look, it's been t- it's been taking everything I've been throwing at and it still hasn't. Yeah. I mean I probably have had it's seven got a uni- hours on it. Universal plug port on the back as well. So you could plug
1: in I don't know if you could put a South African plug in there, but you could Not a South African, but most things pin. you want to charge is two point. You could put a two pin in there. But it'll certainly take American, European, probably most of the world standards. Yes. And yes. a max power output of eighty watts. So you could put a, a pretty powerful light in there as well.
0: Powerful light. I mean, this is if you go camping a lot and you want to still stay connected and charge everything, mm. and you're, you know, this is the kind of thing you want. I
1: think if you're camping, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, definitely. Even keeping one in your car, perhaps. I mean, you never know when you need to work and you're out in some place and there's no power. Or yes. even if the power's off at home. I know you've got some big batteries at home that you you run everything oh, yeah. off. But oh, those things are massive. Um, but yeah. they're not portable, right? No, no,
1: no. In fact, uh, one of them is so big you can't pick it up by yourself. It's yeah, too heavy. Yeah, oh, they come at, with wheels. About 120 yeah. kilograms or something.
0: Look, I'm going to put a link. We'll, we'll put a link on it. If you want to go check them out, uh, check out kind of the range and the pricing. Um, but yeah, I'll bring some, I'll give you some feedback on this. I've, this, is, this is a very interesting brand and mm. I like the look and feel of it. It's nicely designed, yeah. It is very nicely designed. Um, it goes well with the Mac. But definitely, uh, very, also very interesting that uh, you can charge your drone batteries off this too. Now, drone, obviously my other passion. If you go out into the middle of nowhere, charge all your camera, mm. drone, computer batteries. This is the thing. That's a Goal Zero Yeti 150.
1: Cool. My pick this week is: Have you ever uh, wanted to know what network a phone is on that you're dialing, or you don't recognise the number and you're not sure what network it is?
0: I have because I just hear that uh, sound before. Or I used to hear dee dee that
1: dee 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 yeah. Dee. Yeah. which means someone's ported their number. Uh, on many networks, you get deals where you can call on network for uh, uh, you know a certain you know, for free. Uh, many of the operators are offering on-net free calls um, or discounted calls. You pay less when you pay on network as opposed to going to another network. Now. South African website called freecarrierlookup.co.za not only looks up South African numbers and tells you whether they've been ported to another network and if they have been ported to what network they've been ported, but it works for most uh, numbers anywhere in the world. So freecarrierlookup.co.za, so they've obviously plugged into the number portability company. I ported my number and I typed it in and sure enough, it got the ported networks. It wasn't based on the number itself. The 082 in my number mm. uh, would suggest mm. Vodacom, but I'm actually on another network and when you type my number in, it tells you what network I'm on. So it's quite, quite a nifty little service. You don't need it all the time, but it's useful to keep in your in your bookmarks in your browser uh, for those occasions when you do need to check a number.
0: That's oh, interesting.
1: Mm. Geeky. I love it. Yeah, And it's not just local numbers. I mean, if you see a number and you're not sure what carrier it is. For example, you, sometimes you don't know the number you're calling in, in say Europe, for example, is a landline or a mobile number. Mm. And phoning a landline is a heck of a lot cheaper when you're calling internationally than calling a mobile number. Yeah. So put the number in here, it'll tell you what network it's on. Oh, that's a cool function. Mm -hmm. Freecarrierlookup.co.za. I'm not sure who developed it, but uh, it's very useful. And that's my pick. And I think that's our quiz apart from our, uh, that's our quiz, that's our show (laughs) apart from our quiz results. Uh, Let me kick off with the first question this week. Apple will announce the next iPhone on Tuesday where is the event taking place?
0: And that's at the Steve Jobs Theatre, the new Apple Park campus. Mm. Looking forward to that one. The second question this week's quiz, HTMD launched a flagship Nokia-branded Android phone this week. What is it called? The answer there is, the Nokia 8. And we'll find out in next week's podcast whether Rechard will be buying that or (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All will be revealed. Stay tuned.
1: Alviva Holdings, formerly Pinnacle Holdings, announced two acquisitions this week. Name one of them. Uh, The two acquisitions are Sintrex, and the other one is Grid Cars. Grid Cars, interesting looking company. They develop software for electronic for electric car charging stations. Oh, cool.
0: The fourth question, which mobile operator shares tumbled this week after its parent announced it was selling a chunk of them to facilitate a JSE's requirement of a 20% free float? The answer there is Vodacom. And the last question in this week's
1: quiz. SpaceX this week brought up, uh, brought forward rather, I should say, the 13th launch. This year of its Falcon 9 rocket. Why did it do that? And the answer is because the launch was being threatened by Hurricane Irma, the most powerful Atlantic storm in recorded history. What what an incredible storm it's been. I mean, it's Mm. actually
0: been devastating.
1: I don't know if you know these uh, weather sites that show you real time live data of uh, uh, the weather. Yeah, we've spoken about a few, yeah. 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 Uh, My favorite is something called Venture Sky. if you go to you get the correct address here, it's Venturesky.com, V-E-N-T-U-S-K-Y.com. Uh, and it gives you real-time data of temperature, rain, clouds, wind speed, air pressure, thunderstorms, waves, snow cover, and freezing level.
0: This is pick 1B, one 1A. One
1: <laughs> this is my second <laughs> free pick of the week, okay. extra bonus. It's bonus. Uh, and uh, it's fantastic. That's, a fan, yeah, that's use, an awesome map. I like yeah, that. If you scroll up uh, and across to... Uh, uh, to to uh, near Florida, you'll see Hurricane Irma currently grinding its way north of Cuba and heading on a direct course towards Miami. And sure. uh, the current estimates, if you use the little, there's a little slider at the bottom. You can drag it across to get uh, the timeline to see the future forecast uh, of where this hurricane is going to be. And if you drag it across to uh, Sunday morning, which I think is, I think this timing is our time. Drag it across to Sunday morning, you'll see uh, Hurricane Irma sitting on top of Miami with sustained wind speeds of 250 kilometers an hour. So Florida's in for a rough weekend. Sure,
0: that's (laughs) not going to be good.
1: No. Fantastic website, though. I use it all the time. VeggieSky.com. Beautiful. beautiful Stunning, stunning, yeah. And that is our show. As always, if you've got any feedback, please drop us a mail, info at We'll be back next week with the pop filters this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, until then, from Rachel and myself, cheers. Ciao, ciao.